Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Now streaming at twitch.tv slash extreme anime radio. With podcasts powered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash anime radio. Please note that our live shows are available to view on Twitch. However, portions of the audio recordings may be edited prior to podcast release. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. We appreciate your understanding and thank you for your support. Welcome, 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 one and all, to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast for June the 16th, 2021. It is sponsored by Flex J. We thank him for his support tonight. I am JR, and as per usual, on the other side is Mr. Neff Canuck. Hello, sir. Good evening, sir. I can see that uh, we have slightly harmonizing themes as our backgrounds tonight. Well, yes and no. I mean, <laughs> this is mine is more immediate, more visceral, more painful. Yes. Whereas my because background my... is it could be painful depending on the situation. <laughs> mm. Well, at least your background didn't involve a live primetime European murder. Oh, great. <laughs> that was yeah. uh, your reference there. Yeah. Yeah, Euro 2020 uh, today was Switzerland versus Italy. I fully expected Italy to win. I just didn't think, or I didn't hope anyway, that it was going to end up being a disaster, which 3-0 is pretty much a disaster in soccer, That's or football, as it's properly called. Yes. So, yeah. It's a field goal. <laughs> pretty much. Now, you'll notice the... Swiss flag as I move and my voice gets slightly dimmer. Right. But if you're on the stream, you'll also notice, and I'll just move my mic away for a second. See this? That the football jersey? The actual jersey from, I want to say, four euros ago. Oh, wow. Because the current ones don't have on them what this one does, which is a reference to a sponsor. 
ironically enough. Okay. And also ironically enough, take a wild guess who the sponsor is or was at the time. Uh, Remember, you're talking Switzerland here. Uh, Sw- uh, some Swiss bank. Bingo, Credit Swiss. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they decided after that particular uh, euro that, no, we really shouldn't be advertising businesses <laughs> when we're you know doing this. So, yeah, that got dropped. Oh, man. Well, uh, I'm sorry to uh, bring this up for you. I thought this will probably be a, a further deteriorating topic of discussion with the Olympics, even though the uh, the Olympics are, for all intents and purposes, pretty much a go by now. Yeah, they're going to be a go. Um, I actually spoke to a colleague at work, you know, as we do now over the phone or Zoom, mm-hmm. and we had this little debate about this, and I'm like, well... Assuming it goes ahead, it is definitely not going to be the Olympics that we've had for the last couple of decades, where the spectacle has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. At this point, it's going to be small, hopefully at least a little bit Mm -hmm. entertaining, Mm -hmm. but I honestly don't think it's going to be anywhere near what we've seen for a very long time. Indeed. Um, we'll touch more about this in a moment, but I did want to say right off the top, uh, once again, to thank Flax J for sponsoring tonight's Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Really appreciate it. Uh, I see that um, Liz has re-upped her subscription, so thank you again, Liz, for subscribing to us. We appreciate it. And also, Flax J has apparently gifted a subscription to a random follower, and this is Bree. So now Bree has the red X uh, next to her name. So Bree, congratulations. And uh, Flax, thank you for gifting that subscription. It really helps us out a lot. For those of you wondering how you can get in on all the Twitch fun, if you're listening to us on the podcast, be sure to go to twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. And for those of you watching, you can listen to our podcast at any time by going to anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. I also noticed that uh, Crystal Butterfly, a.k.a. Kesho Cosplay, is in the chat. Uh, she will be defending her Jackbox crown tonight. Uh, so we are looking forward to that as well. And we'll also have uh, a few more podcast announcements to make um, as we get closer to the end of this hour. But Neff, uh, the latest I heard about the Olympics is that um, it's going to be reduced capacity for all events. And if you violate COVID rules and you're a foreigner, you might be kicked out of the country. That's going to be interesting because <laughs> I'm sure there will be somebody and I won't speculate on which country or which person but somebody who will violate the rules and then try to argue it's not that bad right yeah (laughs) i'm like i said i'm not looking forward to that story because it's going to happen in the two and a half weeks right i mean the paralympians will abide by that the the paralympians who come later right only because they know 
you know, that look, mm-hmm. leaving Japan is going to be very difficult, as difficult as getting in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. And I mean, from what I've known of the broadcast crews, I've heard from sources that the NBC crew is going to be minuscule in comparison to past Olympics. Right. So I'm, I'm curious to see how this all works out for them. Mm-hmm. The Canadian broadcast is really weird because it's divvied up among three networks. Oh, so I don't great. know how that's going to get pulled <laughs> off. You have, uh, you have the lead anchor from three networks in one studio socially distanced from each other talking over the opening ceremony, possibly. Pretty much, although I notice that now what's happening when I'm watching hockey, they're not using the partitions anymore. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, and I'm like, okay, when did this change? And that's in Canada, so that, that the, where the restrictions, I guess they've been lifted to an extent, but not entirely. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that and I was just like, I don't see the distortion, and I'm like, that's because the plexiglass isn't there anymore. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've seen uh, you know, uh, some news networks around here in the U.S. where they've done away with the distancing and the split screens. So uh, mm. things are sort of going back to normal here in New York State. No more... COVID restrictions, they're all gone, except if you're in a high-capacity venue of over five or 10,000 seats. So that means any sports arena, et cetera, pretty much you're back to restrictions. Although I've watched uh, the games out of Long Island, out of the Nassau Memorial, and I'm going, you're full. Yes. <laughs> That's full, as far as I can tell. Right. I uh, I don't know how they're going to do... Uh, they've been continuing splitting the arena into vaccinated and unvaccinated, so I don't know if that's going to change now, but they're still going to have testing or negative COVID requirements for people who go to sporting events, uh, possibly live concerts down the road, that sort of thing. So, mm, Yeah, I mean, we're... Not, we're not very far along the path ourselves up here, although we did get one milestone... The Canadian Football League is back Yay! August 1st. I'm like, going, yay, three-down football in front of empty stadiums, which actually in some Canadian cities is pretty much par for the course. <laughs> now, the CFL sh- under a normal situation should have started by now, right? Well, they start – it would be preseason now. They normally start around Canada Day. Okay. So you're going to be about a month late. Yeah. Okay. And depending on the situation, they've been telling us that some of the teams in the eastern provinces will be starting on the road in the western provinces where the restrictions are less. I see. Which makes which makes sense, you know, in a way. Mm -hmm. So we shall see. And then they're still on track to uh, uh, have the Grey Cup uh, end of November as usual. No, I think it's being pushed into December. Ah. 14-game season, and they haven't announced a playoff format yet exactly. Okay. But there is a very strong rumor that out of a nine-team league, eight teams will make the playoffs. You mean we're going to have a pity team? Pretty much. There's going to be there's going to be one, two, and fourteen team. Oh no! That's going to get into the that's going to get into the playoffs. 
So basically, they will have they won't have like one playing game. Nope, it's just going to be straight. You know, it's going to be like I said, the one team that doesn't make it is going to be like the absolute juggling. You like you couldn't make an eight team playoff in a nineteen league. That doesn't you seem fair. Really, you really, really suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I feel I feel bad for the team that has to face that. Well. We'll see who it is. I mean, I can think of a couple of possibilities. Toronto Argonauts. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about where I've been. I've been right. on a bit of a little trip uh, in the last week, which ended on a very interesting note, which I'll go into in a moment. But, yes, I did uh, Boston and D.C. over the course of a few days. Uh, did Boston to myself for, for a good part of two days, took the Acela train up from New York, had a blast. Um, I also used up my data on my, uh, phone, uh, uploading all of my videos from the train onto Instagram. <laughs> there was no Wi-Fi on the train? Uh, no, not Ouch. on that particular train, um, on the... On the overnight train, I had some Wi-Fi connection, which wasn't too bad. Uh, but yeah, so I did uh, two full days in Boston. Um, I went to a, a museum called the Gardner Museum, uh, which is near the Museum of Fine Arts. And the Gardner Museum was built uh, many years ago by a, a philanthropist. And um, it was one of the few museums in Boston open on a Monday. So that was obviously the good place to go. Very, very interesting museum. Uh, a lot of the artwork has no labels because the person who created the museum wanted you to create your own conclusions on the artwork. Although if you have the um, the audio, um, the audio uh, tours, uh, you can listen. They give you a bit of a description as to how things go. Um, and then I took the uh, overnight train to uh, D.C., I had my own bedroom uh, with a uh, in-room shower and toilet, which was very convenient. Um, the only complaint about that, as far as I'm concerned, I guess the way they make up this particular train, the bedroom is right behind the locomotive. So every 20 to 30 minutes, I'm hearing, and I'm like, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> okay, whoever did that, whoever coupled the cars in that manner, needs to get smacked. Yes, because <laughs> I'm like going, how could you sleep like that? Right. I think it might have something to do with the way they have to consist the train because uh, when the train gets to DC, they have to remove the sleeper cars, and then the rest of the train continues to Virginia. So it might have mm. something to do with that. I think. Mm, um, yeah, that would make sense, I guess. Right. Uh, but then I was in D.C., and I hung out with uh, Ducky and actually um, Mika Zelda and Fiance also came up from Virginia to meet us. And we did uh, – I did a couple of dinners with Ducky and one with the whole gang. We went to Kura Sushi, which is a Japanese rotating sushi restaurant – where you can not only pull 
meals from the rotating conveyor belt. They also have a touchscreen pad where you can place special orders and whatnot. So, hmm. Sounds convenient. But the minute you said rotating, I kept thinking of a different type of rotating restaurant where the actual restaurant rotates. Oh, no, not the one that you have. No. Yeah, no, 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 not not the one at the top of the CN Tower where you get to go around and like look down and eventually lose your appetite. No, <laughs> but um, one day, you know, if if we're able to uh, meet up and it's in this neck of the woods, we'll have to go to Fort Lee and see about going to the rotating sushi restaurant. I think you'd be happy. Um, they have a little place where you feed your plates after you finish using them. And they have a tally, and then every fifteen plates you feed, um, you get a gotcha game. Hmm. Interesting. So, as I'm sure Mako uh, will tell you, um, you get uh, small, kind of like Lego figurines, but they're not Legos, but they're like miniature blocks of sushi foods, basically. Hmm. Sounds cute. Yes. Um, and I will also show you a few things here that I got from the trip. First, I want to show you um, a wonderful gift that I got from Ducky. So this is a nice little artwork of sushi. Hmm. I don't know if you can see that maybe if I hold it at an angle, it'll be easier without the glare there. Hmm. So I'll Making me up. hungry. <laughs> I'll hold it up here a little closer so you can see. We have various rolls and sushi dishes. So I really want to thank uh, Ducky for giving me this artwork. Um, I also went to um, the Jefferson Memorial while I was there, which I've never been to. And they had a little gift shop, uh, which included things uh, related to the Cherry Blossom Festival. So... Naturally, when I saw that they had art of Kokeshi dolls, I had to pick that up. So I got a nice little tray. Oh, that's nice. And also, I got some magnets, which I will put on my refrigerator uh, at some point. I find that when I take these trips now, the easiest thing I could take back as a memento are magnets. <laughs> so... Well, of course, they're very attractive. Yes, yes. Ha ha, magnet attractive. <laughs> Sorry, bad science joke, I know. Yeah. So um, that was uh, that was a nice uh, time over here that I had in D.C. Um, I Ubered all over the place because my hotel was in the waterfront um, on the wharf in D.C., so it was a little inconvenient to public transportation. Um, but, uh, the Ubers are, you know, plentiful there in DC. Um, now I had a bit of an experience, which Neff knows about and some others might know about, about my return flight to New York, because, uh, yes, when we, uh, when I was trying to leave, I opted to fly back home because flying to an airport would be closer to home and Hopefully less of a hassle compared to flying or taking the train back, which when all said and done, maybe that would have been the best idea. <laughs> so I get to um, 
the airport, uh, National Airport, which is the closest airport to uh, downtown D.C., and I get there three hours before the flight. Um, I check in, go through security, which I signed up for Clear, by the way, so now I use Clear to go through security, and it was a breeze. I have to give kudos to that. Um, and then I go into the Admiral's Club, which I had to pay a little extra because I don't have a membership. And uh, while I was in the Admiral's Club and munching on some dip and playing Animal Crossing on my Switch, I get a notification that my flight has been canceled. And the reason for that is thunderstorms that have popped up around the airport. And apparently as a result of the thunderstorms, there was a ground stop on all the flights to the airport. So the flight, uh, or I should say the plane that was going to take me or supposed to take me to LaGuardia was not allowed to leave the ground in Orlando, Florida. So I go back to the counter at the Admiral's Club and they rebook me on another flight. Okay, uh, we have space on the flight to White Plains. You want to take that one? White Plains. Now, let me point out that White Plains is a suburban airport north of New York City. So in New York City, we have basically three major airports. We have LaGuardia, which is closer to my house. We have JFK, Kennedy Airport. And then we have Newark, which is across uh, on the other side of Manhattan. And then we have a few more suburban airports. To the east, out into Long Island, we have uh, Long Island Airport, MacArthur Airport. And then uh, heading up north, um, we have White Plains Airport, which is in uh, Westchester County. So they were like, uh, we have space on this flight to uh, White Plains. You want us to put you there? Okay, sure. It's my best bet right now. So, of course, that plane also gets canceled because that plane gets ground stopped. (laughs) And then I run back to the Admiral's Club. And the Admiral's Club agents tell me, all the other flights are full. The best we can do for you right now is put you on a 10 p.m. flight to Boston which is where I just was, and then the next day take a 6 a.m. flight to LaGuardia. And I was like flabbergasted and like, I don't know what to do, honestly. So they were typing out away on their keyboards, clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Oh, two seats just opened up on the 9 p.m. flight to JFK. Yes, please. So I ended up flying home on that flight, and the moral of the story is I, t- I tell people I arrived three hours late, not into the correct airport that I was supposed to land in, but uh, it is what it is. At least I got home. You got home in one piece, right? And that's the important thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yes, that kind of harkens back to uh, when this happened initially. And uh, it was my dad and a few others saying, yeah, maybe you should have just taken Amtrak. And then uh, yesterday, I'm at a um, a dinner function with my church, and um, one of the um, uh, one of the people there uh, at the dinner um, is a retired um, employee of Philip Morris, who had um, I think uh, offices in like Richmond or somewhere in Virginia. So she would often fly. From New York to, I'm sorry, um, from Virginia and from possibly D.C. to New York. And she she told me at that point, 
apparently National Airport is very, very prone to delays and cancellations. So you're better off just taking the train from D.C. <laughs> ah, if you would have only known that sooner. Right. Now, um, there is a possibility that uh, with a wedding that I'm attending in Virginia in November, um, I might be passing through D.C. again. So, good instance. Most likely at that point, I'm either going to take the train or drive. <laughs> It'd probably be easier that way. Well, it depends if you like a nice long trip, although driving outside of New York would probably be a pleasure as a pair as opposed to driving inside New York. Mm. Now, I've done uh I've done the train ride. Um I think it's about like 5 or 6 hours from New York to like Richmond, Virginia. To DC, it's about 3-4 hours or something like that. So it's not too bad. You know, the thing is I have to get from my house to the train station. Um which that's probably the only worry. The um, the new train station in uh, Penn Station is beautiful. Um, I was able to access the lounge over there, and they just had recently restarted uh, offering food again, um, which they had stopped because of COVID. So it was nice to have, like, nibblies that you could just get up, uh, grab, and then walk back to your table. So I had a nice little table overlooking the uh, whole concourse, I felt like I was in Paris. <laughs> so, like, literally, the nibblies were out? It wasn't, like, packages? It was, like, literally, the stuff was out? I'm sorry? No, like, when you when you describe the food, I'm going, they had it out as opposed to, like, little packages? Oh, no, no, food? I'm they sorry. Actually... They, they did have pack. It was packaged. Okay. I was, was going to say, because I'm going, if they're out, then that's really opening up. That's like saying, <laughs> okay, everybody put your germy hands, you know, yeah. Yeah. The drinks, like the water pitchers were out, like, you know, where you serve from, uh, they have the infused strawberry water, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. That was out, and then the rest of the food you had to ask for, so. Mm. But uh, that was my, uh, that's a little synopsis of my trip. Um, but there's one other thing that happened on my trip, Neff, uh, when I was in Boston, I was at the Marriott there, and I discovered the Marriott has Netflix and Amazon Prime and all these other apps in the TV. So if you had a membership, you could actually watch stuff on it. So, That's very convenient. Yes. So the night I arrived in Boston, and the only night I was in the hotel was the night I watched Sailor Moon, the new movies. Okay, now I'm going to back you up a step here. Because there's a sporting event going on at roughly the same time. <laughs> now, was that particular sporting event not on that night? It was on the night that I left Boston. Okay, because I was going... Even if I'm even if I would be watching on TV, that particular thing, I would probably have been watching the sporting event. Just to be honest, that's that's just me, <laughs> yes. right? I actually uh, the night I left, while I was killing time, I went to the TD Garden and I took pictures to make fun of my uh, coworkers who are diehard Islanders fans. So, <laughs> well, considering where the Islanders are and the Bruins ain't, yes, 
<laughs> yeah, that ended up uh, when I took the pictures. That was the game that ended up being the Bruins' final home game because then the Islanders took the series after that. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> But no, Neff, uh, you haven't seen the Sailor Moon movies yet, have you? No, because they're on Netflix, and that's the one service I don't have. Really? Aside from Retro Crush, that's a different. That's a horse of a different color, hmm. pun intended. But <laughs> no, Netflix, Netflix is one of those where it's like, it's just because of cost. Like, up here, to get HD, like HD quality video, you're paying 15 bucks a month plus taxes. Hmm. And that's sort of like, ouch, compared to Prime, which is part of your Prime subscription anyway, mm-hmm. and the other services, Footy and Crunchy and, and High Dive, which is a lot less per month than mm-hmm. 15 plus taxes. Well, um, I think uh, I will give you my opinion, sir. You should invest in Netflix to watch these Sailor Moon movies because they are very, very good. They're very well done, and I think it's going to cater to what I like to call the two unique audiences, and those unique audiences being those who follow the 90s anime, which I did 90%. I didn't finish Stars, but that's a whole other can of worms. And it also caters to the people who watched that uh, some will say the debacle known as Sailor Moon Crystal. Well, I, I think debacle may be too strong a word, mm, maybe. Yeah. L- let's just say it tried to be more faithful to the source of material, which is normally a good idea. Mm-hmm. The problem is the drawing style, they didn't invest enough in it. Right. And it showed. But um, basically, I, w- I don't want to give too much away here. The style in the movies is almost just the same as the 90s look so if you like the 90s style you'll be happy with this now i didn't see all of crystal but there was somebody who told me that um there were three seasons of crystal right that's correct and the the animation look sort of changed a little bit in season three is that correct yeah, they brought in, I believe it was a new director or somebody somebody in charge of the animation who actually, you know, made them stay on the model spec, mm-hmm. which was the big problem. I don't know if you've ever seen that infamous, you've seen that infamous photo. In fact, I think you've shown it to me mm. of that one freeze frame of Sailor Mars as a Picasso painting. <laughs> yeah, it's just like. I posted it like, the other day on one of my Facebook friends. Yeah. Yeah, it was sort of like that. That was the moment. It's just like, okay, I can't watch this. <laughs> you, you, you literally just. Yeah. <sighs> but um, if you know uh, a lot about uh, the uh, Super S arc, that's more or less what they are following in these movies to an extent. Um. Again, I don't want to give away too much, but. Um, uh, transformation sequences look almost exactly the like the same transformation sequences from the 90s anime for all the characters. Um, and I also want to say 
things get a little accelerated because these are like what 84 minute movies there are two of them um the first movie is more lighthearted. You have a lot of short stories packed into that short amount of time, but they're actually um, the pacing is very good. Um, and then the second part gets into the meat and potatoes. Now, while they adapt the anime style of the '90s, it's also important to note that um, it follows off of the last season of Crystal. So this whole arc, well, series, I should say, starting from the beginning of Crystal and ending with these movies, or possibly continuing, depending on how things go, it follows more of the manga uh, as opposed to the anime, which sort of took ideas from the manga and uh, spun its own thing to it. Once again, I would have to say that... uh, if uh, you're a fan of the 90s anime, you're going to have fun with the uh, Eternal movies. Um, if you are a fan of Crystal or you are well-versed in the Sailor Moon manga, then you will have a better understanding of the movies because that's what the movies will follow, more of the manga. Um Now, I will say very, very, very quickly that Sailor Saturn will make an appearance and she does something unique to four objects that she collects um, in the second film. So that is what I'm going to say with that. Uh, uh, If you can pick it up on Netflix, you'll have to uh, tell me your thoughts. As I said, I, I, I've been trying to, you know, not spend scads of money, but for something like this, hmm, you've got, you've got my attention. Yes. Uh, Flax says uh, the good news is that Netflix did the Sailor Moon Eternal dub correctly, unlike Eva. I will not spoil the plot. So um, let me offer a little correction. I don't think it's Netflix that's responsible for the dubs. It's the dubbing company that's responsible for the dubs. Well, to be fair, Netflix pays the dubbing company mm. and does direct them. Right. Including who to cast. Okay. Which is why the redub of Eva for Netflix was so controversial at the time mm. because they did not use any of the original ADV crew, which sent off the original. Neon Genesis Evangelion dub fans mm-hmm. into a froth and frenzy. Okay. Which actually isn't very different from how they usually are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I-, I had to say that because, yes, the OG uh, Eva dub fans can be slightly, shall we say, strident in their opinions. <laughs> oh, no. Quite. Now, do we have to take a break? Because I'm looking at the clock and I'm going, oh, dear. Yes, we will do that for our podcast listeners now. And then when we return, Neff, I know there there's some more interesting manga that you've come across uh, in your Prime subscription, which I think will be of interest to our viewers and listeners. All right, let's do it. So we will be back after this commercial message.
Extreme Anime Radio is now on Discord. Join our Discord server for the latest news and updates about the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Support the podcast through Anchor at the $4.99 level or higher and receive exclusive perks, including access to our dedicated Discord supporters channel. For links to everything XAR, including the Discord server and our homepage on Anchor, please visit our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Anime Radio. This is the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. I am JR and he is Neff. We thank you so much for joining us here on this 16th of June. We'd like to quickly say before we continue that this is the penultimate Extreme Anime Radio Podcast as far as this season goes. Um, The next podcast will be in two weeks... On June 30th, I believe that will be that day. Um, And that will be the season three finale before we go on our summer hiatus. Uh, Next week, uh, we will try to schedule uh, a gaming stream or two on Twitch. But uh, I've been told at the last minute, JR, you're working next Wednesday night. So uh, accordingly, we will not be able to do a podcast next week. Um, we will go ahead and uh, move that podcast to two weeks from tonight. So we hope you'll join us as we close out another season here in the Extreme Anime Radio podcast on Twitch. Okay, Neff, so your interesting manga that you had mentioned to me off air, um, would you please indulge us? Okay, so as part of the Prime subscription, in Canada anyway, you get access to Kindle Unlimited. Kindle Unlimited offers various books for free. Uh, You can keep some of them. I think a maximum of 10 in Canada at any one time. Uh, I happen to stumble across a couple of interesting manga, both of which, frankly, are Pimp Daddy Moroker approved. Mm -mm. Let me explain. Oh, no. The first one is a shorter series, or at least it's not complete yet, but it's only about three, four books. Uh Girlfriend, My Teacher. Where you have your MC who is suddenly propositioned by his homeroom teacher. Mm-hmm. Now, that would be strange enough, except she is claiming that she's doing it because there are four other girls who are going to proposition him. No, no. So she is supposedly acting as a meat shield. <laughs> the problem with this is she gets so into the role that I'm going, if this was North America and this teacher was doing this, there would be a knock on the door and it wouldn't be the Avon lady calling <laughs> as she does various and sundry things that, you know, serve to titillate both the MC and the reader. And you're just going, Wow. Oh, boy. Yeah, if that was localized, that would be a head-scratcher. That one would have to be neutered a bit. Yeah. The other one I found, the Glass Goddesses, Mm -hmm. that one is getting an anime. Okay. 
And I don't know how much they're going to have. I know they're going to have to neuter. Definitely neuter. Because you've got the MC who looks like Keiichi Morisato from Oh My Goddess, at least to me. <laughs> and you have two women. One of whom blows hot and cold at him, i.e., you know, very friendly, mm. friends with benefits. And the other one, who not only is friends with benefits, friends with mattress privileges. Let's put it that way. <laughs> to the point where they are censoring the artwork. Or at least it was censored that way in Japan. Oh, no. Yeah. And like I say, I've only gotten into the first book. Apparently, the plot moves along to the point where they actually end up cohabitating in the same place. And I'm going, how in the name is that going to actually work? Oh, no. I, I, I just blink, blink, blink. Oh. It's like, hey, you want to crash? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Now, I'm going to also talk about a third book. I didn't mention this one yet. Hmm. This one's a lot better. Okay. It doesn't go quite that far. Call of the Night. Hmm. It's done by the same manga artist who did uh, the, that, uh, that manga and anime about candy. Mm-hmm. Dageshi something or other, and I don't remember the name. But Call of the Night features your MC who is 14-year-old, can't sleep at night, goes wandering during the night, mm -hmm. and happens to stumble upon a vampire. She is eccentric to the point where you're going, how is it that you haven't been, you know summarily staked and you know put somewhere in a closet with the other fool who's in a closet in my home <laughs> <laughs> because she you know does suck blood from him but apparently and i mean the, the whole plot around this revolves around the kid realizing that he wants to be a vampire right she explains the condition is that she has to fall in love with him hmm and then when she bites him, she will turn him into a vampire. And she's like, I will never fall in love with you. Mm -hmm. But he sticks around with her. And they go off on madcap adventures during the night. Now, we've had at least one person from the school, a classmate, show up as a sort of sla rival slash concerned party. Because, of course, he's out at all hours of the night. She she is one of the brighter students in the school and says, you know, you shouldn't be doing this, etc. And it's an interesting series. I would recommend it. And I, I will say it's in the, it's one of those long line of vampire manga where it's like, OK, it's not it's not overly violent, which I like, you know, mm -hmm. and it's and it's fun. You know, I mean, some people like the violent vampire manga and. There, that's no problem with that. Right. But I, I like the ones where it's a little more gentle. Thanks. Um, when you mention vampires, uh, it makes me think and say to myself, maybe one day I should go back to an anime that I watched a long, long time ago, Tsukiyomi Moonface, and finish I, watching I it. That. I have do. that on disc. I have that on disc, including uh, several of the discs signed by various cast members. Oh, oh. Interesting, because yes. I I watched it for the most part when I was a lot younger, 
and when I did something back in the day called rips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this was before it was licensed. Uh, ah. And for some reason, I stopped watching late, and I didn't watch the last four or five episodes of the series. Mm. It's been a while since I've watched it, so I can't remember if there would have been a particular thing that would have said to you, no, not my jam anymore. Yes, and as somebody pointed out in the channel, more like Chibi Vampire than Helsing, definitely. Mm. Yes, give give me Chibi Vampire over Helsing nine times out of ten. <laughs> you know, aside from the weird fetishization of Sarah's Victoria, at least in the first series, where, you know, her art style changes in a very blunt and obvious way, and you're just going, so that's where all the blood goes. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check to see where Moonphase is uh, being streamed because now I'm now I'm very curious. Well, it was a Funimation title. Now, whether or not they still have it, let me just see if I can. Actually, I'm not signed into the app, so I won't be able to find it out real quick. I'll do it over here. Just watch. Now you have you have you have me. Moonphase, yes. 2004. Oh my God, I'm old. (laughs) To hey. Original Sailor Moon, 1992. <laughs> so, yeah, don't do not do uh, that, you know. <laughs> it is only available on Funimation to stream, or I could buy it on Apple TV on, or Amazon. Well, there you go. Although, I'm not quite sure the video quality would be even as good as the DVDs would be. Oh, really? Even through Funimation? Well, I don't know, because the original source material for the DVDs would have been only 480 by, or it would have been 480p, right? Mm. So I don't think it would have been any any uh, better than that. I see. All right. Mm. Well, uh, maybe, maybe next time, that, well, that's a 26th episode, right? So that's going to take a long yeah. time to finish. <laughs> But I'd well, say I'd be happy to I'd be happy to binge watch that uh, along some of the other animes we might watch the next time uh, I'm able to get up there and they reopen the borders. I, I was gonna say I'll I'll bring I'll I'll bring you back to the real old school stuff, <laughs> including that that one that's that weird mix of Eva and Tenchi Moyo. <laughs> I I always like that one because it's like it's Eva but without the brain trauma. <laughs> and they go comedy as opposed to, you know, we're going to kill everybody and take over the world. Hmm. Well, uh, okay. So I've been talking to Crystal Butterfly 13, a.k.a. Keshocho, one of the cosplayers of our mascot, Sarah Yoshida, and our defending Dak, bleh, Dak box, Jackbox champion. Yeah. <laughs> um, one listener is not to use... Star, star, star. Let's go to the XAR podcast. Did you type in something that it was rejected by the Twitch filter? Oh, <laughs> mm. uh, and now, and now Kesha chose like, yes, it's me. She's laughing at her winnings. Laughs so, in winnings. Mm. And I believe the game that she wants to play tonight is Gespionage. Espionage. I've only played that once or twice myself. Hmm. 
So we will start with Gespionage. I don't think she'll be able to talk to us tonight, but uh, we'll have some others in the uh, Discord chat as per usual. So I think it's about time to set that up and wrap up our podcast for today. Uh, we thank you again for joining us. Um, as I mentioned again, our next podcast will be in two weeks on June the 30th, which will be our Season 3 finale. But um, next week, we will be scheduling one or two gaming streams on Twitch for you guys to look at and participate in. Uh, Neff, uh, one game that we played earlier this week on your recommendation, What the Dub? And that, I think, was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's like, okay... The premise for those folks who who didn't see our stream, and shame on you for not joining us, uh, <laughs> essentially you take old clips of movies and PSAs, mm-hmm. and you start playing them, and you remove some of the audio. Right. And then it's up to you to put in your own hilarious audio, or not hilarious, depending on the case may be, <laughs> to see if you can, you know, spice things up a bit. Yes. In fact, something I had been uh, thinking about tonight is maybe doing Gespionage, and then if we have time and we crown a new champion, unless Kesho Cho retains her crown, maybe we'll do one round of What the Dub. That would be interesting, yes. We have a different crowd that joins us on Wednesdays as compared to Mondays, so I think that will work out just well. <laughs> Mad Libs Somebody a video, just... that's what Calvin just said, yeah. Yeah, except with this case, in addition to the, li- the the actual text, you actually have access to sound effects. Oh, yes. Which which can really spice up what you said if you know exactly where to throw in that one particular sound effect. <laughs> so um, as we get set for doing that and wrap up this podcast, I would like to show you guys some brand new Sarah artwork that we debuted um, just a few days ago, and you see it on the screen right now, a lovely rendition of Dancing Sarah Yoshida. And if that outfit looks familiar, it's because it is modeled out of an outfit that another Sarah Yoshida cosplayer, Umi, used uh, in her Sarah cosplay a few months ago for the station's 20th anniversary uh, slash Valentine's Day. So... Uh, we're very, very happy uh, that uh, we're working with Brenny, a very, very talented artist from Mexico. And uh, as a special bonus to all of our followers on Discord, if you go to our Discord uh, server, you will see a room called Sarah Wallpaper. And we have a wallpaper version of this Sarah artwork that you can download and make a wallpaper on your computer desktop. Just download it and then go to your Windows settings or your Mac settings and set it as your desktop. I already have it on uh, my laptop and it looks phenomenal. The quality is top notch and um, I think we will be working more with Brenny a little bit on uh, some more Sarah art and possibly some wallpaper including some that might be exclusive to our Extreme Anime Radio supporters. So we thank... um, uh, Brenny for uh, the artwork. We also thank Umi for allowing us to use uh, her uh, outfit as an inspiration for this artwork. And Neff, as you read the closing commentary, I will point out that at long last I have added a little something to this screen that will make everything complete, at least for the time being. So go ahead. 
If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this podcast, or anything you hear on Extreme Honor Radio, Extreme Honor Radio, on Extreme Honor Twitch stream, or on our uh, our podcast, drop us a line at extremehonorradio at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on our social media pages at linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash anime radio. There you'll find links to our archived uh, podcast on anchor.fm, uh, our Facebook page, our uh, Twitter account, our uh, Instagram account, our Discord server, and our YouTube channel. Hooray for the YouTube channel. Uh, on the YouTube channel, uh, in the coming weeks, we're going to be releasing more content about ballet cosplay safety. The next video will feature Keshocho cosplay. So hopefully I will have that video ready by sometime next week. And uh, we'll release it in the same way as we've done the others. Uh, if you're an XAR supporter on Discord, um, you'll get early access to it. Um, the Sariyoshita cosplayers that are uh, members of our Discord server will also get early access. And then we'll open it up to everybody else on our YouTube page. So please look forward to all of that. Um, uh, what did Keshocho say? I have a complaint. I want to talk to your manager about the art being awesome. How dare it be awesome? <laughs> well, I'm just... Dare to dream. Yeah. Dare to dream. Well, I think we're just fortunate to work with some talented uh, artists lately, including Brenny. Um, we have new artwork from Yo Okinawa that's going to be released. Uh, I'm going to try to release it tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, and of course, um, we have and have shown Neff and Liz and some of the few others were developing an official Sarayoshita character sheet with uh, Daphne. Daph Interesting, who is an artist that we've worked with on many projects in the past. Um, and we're really, really, really looking forward to seeing the completion of that character sheet. Um, she's going to work on the coloring now. And uh, hopefully we'll have something to show you guys in the weeks to come. So uh, a lot of exciting things happening here in uh, XAR land as we head out towards the summer months. Okay. Oh, and before I, f before I forget, yeah. by the time we come back in two weeks, I'll have taken a voice acting class. Oh, that's right. The one you talked about before. That's right. And so uh, I'll give you a little bit of a insider's look at how, how they try to train you to actually uh, be a voice actor. In my case, that will be a very interesting experience because while I have the voice acting chops, meh, we shall see. <laughs> I went to a voice class once back when I was in college. And of course, it was one of those where you go to the class and they try to sell you lessons after that. And one of the things they taught you in the intro class was to speak up and in. So I would be interested to see if they follow that same philosophy in your case. Yes, well, they've uh, they've referred me to get a, my hands on a couple of five-minute monologues and try to, if not memorize them, at least be able to, you know, recite them reasonably well. Right. So I've picked up one or two. I'll be working on them next week since I'll be off, you know, uh, burning vacation days. So I'll be doing that and saying that by Friday, I'll hopefully be versed enough in the character that I'll be able to, you know, at least be presentable. Meanwhile, people tell me that I should be the next Mario when I go Waha! on the uh, stream on Monday. <laughs> okay, 
you literally your mic just popped when oh, you did really? that. Let me let me I, back it up a little bit. Waha! How's that? There we go. No pop. It was like <laughs> it might have popped for you. I'm, I don't know if it's going to show up on the recording, but uh, hmm. okay. So we'll get set for the uh, game now. And again, those of you who want to join us. Uh, send me a message now on Discord or Twitch, and we'll add you to the group. But in the meantime, we will see you in two weeks for Nef, I'm JR. Thank you for watching and listening, and remember... Keep on looking out for the Extreme Mario podcast, and don't forget to check out our Twitch streams. Good night, everybody, and see you in a couple of weeks. See you next time, everybody. Thanks.